Hey, David. It's uh, your buddy Jim in South Carolina. I uh, just wanted to let you know, I just listened to uh, your whole solo podcast uh, about you know stuff going on in the country right now. And I, I was one of those that listened to the very end, so you know that, man. Um, and I'm, I'm behind you. Uh, as you guys know, I always tell you every time I call in, man, I never miss a podcast. I always listen to every single word, uh, even when you guys did the Star Wars things. Uh, a month ago, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, listened to all that as well. And uh, I, I just uh, feel so uh, bad that you had to experience that crap that night. You, all you wanted was some wings, man. You know? And I don't know what, what was up with that. I think you said it was a white female captain, military police officer. I don't know. I mean, that was really bad on her part. Because uh, she, she as well, uh, you know, could have done something. But... Anyway, man, uh, I hope you're well, um, and uh, I, I appreciated um, everything that uh, that you had to go through. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we're always going to have a holes, you know. Um, but uh, like I said, hopefully that's you know, uh, it's it's it becomes extremely rare and goes away, as opposed to sticking around, you know, for more generations to come. So anyway. Just wanted to say, um, you know, share those thoughts with you, and uh, you know, I hope you're enjoying uh, your retirement so far, like I am. Um, and, and I've seen racism as well. I saw it when I was active duty, not on, not on, not on McDill when I was there, but um, in the civilian world on more than one occasion, and it just flat out disgusted me. And that's why I liked uh, the military, because uh, I liked that it, it was not tolerated. Uh, and you were dealt with severely. At least that was my experience. Anybody on, in the Air Force, at least, they were dealt with severely. So, anyhow, David, take care, buddy. I'm really hoping to uh, meet you guys one day. So, take care, man. All right. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Bye. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is head coach Bruce Arians addressed Tampa Media today to discuss a lot of different issues. But he weighed in on the current social climate, given his historical upbringing. Uh, we all know when we see something that's horrific and wrong. And, uh, and you know, the, the events, uh, especially the last three events, are, are wrong. They're murders. And, uh, you know, hopefully justice will be served quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I've... I've there are times when I think we haven't made any progress since, since 1968 when the, when the National Guard was rolling down the streets of my hometown and, and watching what went on then, uh, the murder of Dr. King and Bobby Kennedy, uh, what, what's, what's really improved since then, but a lot has. And, and I think right now, um, you know, I, I love the fact that people are upset and, and are raising their voices, but don't stop. You know, it's one thing to march and protest, 
but it's another thing to take action. And uh, when the when the protesting is over, I would I would urge everybody to take action, do something positive um, to help the situation. Don't just go back to being silent because then it's going to happen again. Growing up in it and um, being a part of it personally. Um, you would hope that we would not be in 2020 still dealing with these issues. Um, we would have hoped as a nation to have grown since 1968. Uh, I think we have, but not enough, obviously. Uh, I've been researching um, the last couple of days for something I can do more. And uh, I, I found a, a website, join, ca- join campaign dot org and um i joined up and uh try trying to send that message to all our players might be something they're interested in and um try to try to help change it uh, more than than just uh, what we've done so far uh, the other thing that uh, that just sickens me is there were over 20 children killed at the hands of people looking after them last month you know, and uh, that hasn't changed enough either. Child abuse is still something that's rampant, and uh, you know, prejudice and and social injustice uh, is still. But there's so much more to do, um, and that's not getting done. David, I want to start this out by commending your episode yesterday, your solo episode, um, talking about kind of your personal experience with. Uh, everything that's that's been going on and and kind of how you view things you you were able to put into words things that I never could and being a you know a white male that came up in a you know a family with with both parents in the house and and you know never having to worry about where food was coming from or you know, going to school or, or anything like that. Um, you know, those are things that you see from the outside and you can't begin to understand what it's like for people going through that, whether it's, you know, not having their parents there or, um, you know, dealing with the, the prejudices and the, the racism, you know, just trying to go get some wings. Um, it's well documented how big of an advocate Bruce Arians is for the African-American community, you know, from hiring African-American coaches and, you know, the, the famous story of him rooming with Rondé and Tiki Barber's father when they were at Virginia Tech and a bunch of guys giving him a hard time about how he had a black roommate. And he, you know, people will say, you know, what's it like having him for a roommate? And Bruce's response was, you know, better than having you as a roommate. So it, it, it does not surprise me at, in the slightest, the, the words and the advice that Bruce Arians had. And I think what sticks out the most is when the protests are over, because they won't last forever. Uh, you know, the marches won't last forever, but it was to do something positive to reach out to advocates or groups that are put together to help further the the understanding and the ending of racism in the country, which is, as, as you put it in, in yesterday's episode, racism will never be over in this country. 
but we can be better as a whole, as a group to protect one another and to stand up for one another. And when we see something as, as heinous as what we saw with George Floyd, you know, to stand up for him, to speak out against him, don't be, you know, don't let that happen to somebody else. You know, we can all be better about it. And so hearing, hearing Bruce be as open about it and as honest about it as he was, I would expect nothing less from, from him as a person, from everything that we've gathered about him and from everything that we've known about him. Um, yeah, I, I thought he, he was spot on. But I appreciate your words. I appreciate um, all of the feedback that I've gotten about the episode has been positive. Uh, Jim, thank you for your voicemail that we played in the beginning. I greatly appreciate your words. I have not retired yet, but I'm very much looking forward to enjoying my retirement. So I'm almost there. All right. Well, David, we are going to shift over to some football talk because B.A. had plenty to say about the offseason and the 2020 Buccaneers. But first, you know, we have to give a shout out to our friends over at Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and it is great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They come in amazing flavors. There are chocolate and nut flavors. There are chocolate and nut-free flavors, and those nut-free made completely separate from the nut flavors, so anyone with allergy concerns need not worry. You know I love the peanut butter brownie bar. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs, and you can try these bars out too. All you have to do is head to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. You can do your own custom box with three different flavors, or you can get the 18-bar variety pack so you can try them all and decide your favorites. There's a smaller uh, sample box where you can try out some of the different flavors before committing to some over others. Again, head to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order. We will not, players will not report until training camp. Our, our dates right now are, are July 21st. We may have a quarterback school um, earlier than that. Um, I would seriously doubt if any fans would be at training camp this year due to the virus and, uh, and the, the health of, of the fans and the players. Uh, uh, so uh, they, we've already you know, canceled our inter-squad practices with the Titans and the Jaguars and um, just looking to get started. You know, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get some extra days. But that's still, still, I think, in the works. And uh, the league's trying to do everything it can to make sure the safety of the health and the health of the players and the fans is taken care of. The games won't be the same without the fans. I mean, the, the game is for the fans. I think it's still a little too early to tell whether or not we'll have them or not. I think we all hope that we will. And uh, that, that we've still got a few months to, to hopefully figure that out and keep everybody as safe and, and healthy as possible. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to really watch how much I, I say uh, to referees because everybody on TV will be listening to it and my mom will get real pissed again when she hears me cuss out referees. But uh, no, it, it'll be very, very different if it comes to that, uh, but we'll, we'll all adapt to it. Uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, we can, we can move uh, faster to finding ways to, to, to kill the virus and, and the fans can enjoy it. 
Wrapping up the week here in the Locked On Bucks podcast, that was Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians. Uh, so a couple of clips, actually. So that was – I combined two answers uh, that Bruce Arians gave during his session with the media today into one, uh, one long clip for you guys to listen to. So the first half of that was Bruce Arians talking about uh, the Buccaneers hitting training camp on 20 watt, 21 July, hoping to get some things in before that if they can. Hoping he also, He's also hoping for some extra time during training camp maybe an extra practice every week or something like that to help get these young guys uh, spun up and help get, you know, Tom Brady more comfortable in the offense, so on and so forth. But then also talking about the fans, and that's kind of the, really the big thing that I wanted to focus on with this, James, is, is his comments about the fans. You know, uh, not expecting fans to be at training camp. I know that's going to be a huge bummer to a lot of people. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a bummer for us, too. I mean, um, last week, you know, I, or last year, I got to spend a full week at training camp. I know Evan was down there. I know Bailey was there. Gil was there. And part of that fun is, is really seeing just how much the fans enjoying to see how much, you know, they're out there to support this team, especially a team that hasn't been to the playoffs as long as they have to see that many fans going out there and, and sitting in the heat and sitting in the bleachers that are extremely uncomfortable and risking catching a, a fastball from Josh Rosen to the face. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it means something. And I think it means something to the players. I think they appreciate the fans being out there. I got to meet uh, a few of, of our readers, our Bucks Nation readers, and a few of our Locked On Bucks listeners uh, hung out with Brent and Wren. Uh, Stephen Shea came out there so it was a great time and you know if if that atmosphere is not there it's definitely going to be a bummer this year uh, when we get down to Tampa and then moving into the games and I want to emphasize that Bruce Arians said himself and I, and I completely agree with him that there are still months ahead of us uh, from the National Football League to try to decide for the country really to try to get over this thing and and get put get stuff put in place so that we can get back to a normal life but yeah NFL football without fans in the stadium just would not feel right and I just I don't know I can't even imagine you know, sitting up in the – if they even let us in the press box, James, to be honest with you, I couldn't imagine sitting in a press box so looking down at an empty bowl. I mean, I know people crack jokes about Buccaneers fans not going to games and Ray J being empty, but I mean legitimately empty. That would be something out of this world. Uh, but hopefully those things can, can get under control. I just really wanted to share with the fans uh, just how much Bruce Arians really wants them at those games. Yeah, and I, I think by time – the season rolls around, not training camp. I don't believe they're going to be doing fan access at training camp, but I believe by time the season rolls around, there will be some form of plan to get some fans in the stands. I know um, Mark Cuban, sorry, his name escaped me there for a second. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, had talked about kind of – a plan that had been thrown around in the in the talks with the NBA about how to allow some fans in the stands while maintaining social dis- distancing, you know, allowing uh, a family that lives together that is COVID-free to buy four tickets next to each other and then leave about eight empty seats or, or ten empty seats and then allow another four people that, that live together to, to clump together and, and kind of spread it out a little bit that way so that there are still some fans in the stands. I I think at the very least, if there are some of these restrictions to start the season, that they would allow family in. So, I mean, obviously the the family of of 52 NFL players and, and you know, the coaching staff, that's not going to create a whole lot of crowd noise. But, you know, there will be some people in. I – I find it hard to believe at this moment in time that four months from now, we will be watching NFL games without any fans in the arenas. I think 
if nothing else, there will be a limited capacity with restrictions, but there will be people there. Just my feeling right now, we'll see how things continue to play out because, you know, with everything going on and, and, you know, as we talked about in the first segment, a lot of these protests and everything, there's no social distancing going on at all. So if we don't, you know, if, if there was going to be another spike in COVID-19 cases, we'd see it coming very soon. And that would probably give us a better answer as to where things could stand with COVID-19 three, four, six, eight months from now. So I, I think we're going to see fans in the stands. The, the question to me is at what capacity? Yeah, here's hoping. Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever they figure out would, would, be, would be better than nothing, obviously. But I think that, again, every, just like I said on yesterday's episode, I think every fan would, you know, if, if, it had, if push came to shove and it was either have a season with no fans in the stadium or don't have a season, I think fans would rather have a season on, uh, you know, even if they're forced to watch it from a television and not being able to go to the actual stadium. But of course, James, uh, coming with this season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is coming a lot of excitement, a lot of hype surrounding, you know, the addition of Tom Brady, the addition of Rob Gronkowski, the drafting of Tristan Wirfs, and what's hopefully going to be an improved offensive line from an already improved offensive line. And all that has led to Super Bowl expectations for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to become the first team to host a Super Bowl and play in the Super Bowl at the same time. Um, Bruce Arians addressed some of those hype and some of the, the expectations today as well. We embrace it. You know, that's the first goal every year. When we, when we put up our goals and start talking as a team is to put rings on your fingers and put hoist the Lombardi trophy. Uh, then you put it to bed. And then you start, as we say, respect the process of coming to work every day and uh, not looking ahead. And as long as we're doing what we do every day to the best of our abilities, uh, we can attain those goals. You know, you do Monday's work on Monday, Tuesday, and then if the fruits of your labor show up Sunday and you start all over again. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've missed over 400 reps already, you know, missing all the spring practice. Uh, so especially our young players have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, and then we've got some guys that I think will have critical roles for us this year that haven't even been on the field or in a meeting yet. Yeah, no, no surprise that uh, that BA is steering into that skid. Yeah, he he wants the pressure. He to him, I think this is pure speculation on my point. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know exactly how Bruce Arians feels or thinks. But from my perspective, there's no more pressure being applied to his team than what he applies to them himself. You know, we, we've seen the, the clip of, of him with the Arizona Cardinals on All or Nothing talking about, you know, the goal isn't just to get there. The goal is to win it. And if you don't win it, then, you know, the season was a failure. He expects his team to get to the playoffs, make a Super Bowl run, and win a championship because that's the reason that all of those guys are in that building. That's the reason why all of those coaches are in that building, why all of the front office workers are in that building, is to win a championship. So you don't make moves like signing Tom Brady and trading for Rob Gronkowski and then not expect Super Bowl expectations. That's what the team brought upon themselves. That's what they're prepared for. That's what they're playing for. And to Bruce, I think – it's just another day at the office because that's what he expects. That's what he wants. And that's the reason that he's 
doing this. That's the reason he came out of retirement and became a coach again. Yes, absolutely. When uh, Bruce Arians was hired, uh, you know, I made my little high speed intro, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that, that, that speech that he gives at the beginning of uh, all or nothing for the Arizona Cardinals, just, I mean, I'm just thinking about it right now. It makes me want to smash my head into a wall, even though it accomplishes nothing, but. Yeah, and and Bruce Arians, of course, had to address kind of the, I don't know if elephant in the room is the right phrasing, but it's a concern that a lot of media members have, a lot of fans have regarding the running game because we know Tom Brady, you know, he's going to want a a solid run game to be able to play off of, and uh, the Buccaneers have not had a solid run game for quite a while, so Bruce Arians addressed the thoughts on, on how they can improve in that area. Quit playing from behind. You know, the biggest thing was with all those turnovers is that we're usually playing from behind and, uh, and spotting people 10 or 14 points. And as a play caller, uh, I know the feeling of when you're down 14 in the first quarter is that we got to catch up. So sometimes you abandon it. I think at times we ran the ball really, really well in November and December when we wanted to. We just didn't do it enough. And uh, to be able to play equal even ball games or with the lead, I think that helps your running game more than anything. Um, I think as adding Rob as a blocker, our tight ends got better as blockers. Our, our, our group got better. Rojo got better. Uh, so I think they're just seeing themselves do it. You know, when we finally get to watch it together and, and see what we made mistake-wise and what we did well-wise last year uh, will help us a bunch in that area. Yeah, I I know there's still detractors that talk about how the run game is overrated and it's a passing league and yada, yada, yada. And while that's somewhat true to an extent, you know, the numbers don't lie. And I've I've said it before and I've been yelled at on Twitter for it. I'm sure Stephen Beck is going to yell at me for it again. The top five passing teams in the NFL, only one of them made the playoffs, and that was Kansas City. The top five rushing teams in the NFL, four out of the five made the playoffs. So running the ball is a big part of the recipe for success. It's not the important crutch that you lean on like it was, David, while you and I were growing up with guys like Emmitt Smith and Thurman Thomas, uh, you know, Eddie George, your boy you know, where you could lean on those guys hard and make a Super Bowl run, but you can't abandon it. Yes, it's a it, it's more of a passing league than it has ever been because of the rules and the protection of the quarterbacks and the, the almost the protection of the wide receivers, for lack of a better term. But you have to be able to establish a run game. And if you're one of the top teams in the NFL in passing, well – that could be because you're playing from behind all the time. You get that lead, you protect it, you run the football. Well, now your rushing stats are going up, your passing stats are going down. You know, that's there's a lot more to it than that, I understand, but you have to be able to run this ball or run the ball in this league effectively if you're going to compete. And the Bucks need to do a better job of of just that. Right. I mean, part of running the ball effectively is running the ball to drain the clock. And if you're running the ball to drain the clock, then it means you're either trying to set up a game-winning field goal or a score, or you're playing from ahead. So again, that's that's kind of what BA was talking about. I mean, if you if you have Ronald Jones finish a game with a line that's I don't know 25 carries, 
78 yards, but the Buccaneers come out and win, you know, 21-17, and they ate up the last five and a half minutes on the ground with the defense knowing they were running, but Rojo still grinding out three yards here, three yards there, four yards there. Uh, you're going to be happy, and you're going to be happy with your run game. Maybe not from a fantasy standpoint, but from a functional standpoint, you're going to be happy with that running attack. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of credence in what BA said there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be always the best eleven. You know, um, we, we've always been a huge twelve personnel team uh, ever since Pittsburgh. Uh, that's our base offense, and uh, if those are the best matchups, then that's that's where we're head each week is finding out the best matchups. You know. Um, I love 13. I love three tight ends out there. We have a package. If you, if you don't know how to stop it, it can hurt you. Um, so, I, and the same thing, I'd like to see us use some more four wide receiver sets uh, if those guys show up because sometimes you're, if you have a really good fourth wide receiver, there are very few four, fourth good corners and nickels and dimes to come get them. So that was an area I didn't think we'd, we couldn't do much last year. You know, I think we can get better at utilizing all our personnel groups. Uh, 11 is kind of the standard in the league now. Uh, but I'm really anxious to see the third, fourth, fifth receivers fight it out for that spot, you know. But I know 12 is going to be a hell of a job. <laughs> 12 personnel, we got we got that for sure. Yeah, well, and David, you and I kind of talked about all the different options that the Buccaneers were going to have with all all the weapons that they have on offense and all these different formations and alignments that they can end up with and yeah really the sky's the limit for somebody as creative as, as Bruce Arians and and having a collaborative effort between Bruce Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady they can come up with some absolutely insane formations that are going to be so hard to defend they might end up with the best red zone percentage of any team in the NFL because of all the options that they will end up with in fact you know what Bold prediction right now on this show, David Harrison, the Buccaneers will have their best red zone percentage in franchise history this year. Uh, I mean, it's it's not, you know, we say bold prediction, but it's really not not that hard to see it it possibly happening. Um, I got to say this was, you know, one of, I mean, there was, there was a lot of good things that Bruce Aaron said today and, or on Thursday, and, and he always does, but uh, this was, this is one of my favorite moments. Man, there, there's just so many things you can do and you can almost kind of see the excitement in Bruce Arians and, you know, just the, the football uh, mind working of, you know, how many different, you know, uh, configurations this offense could show up in on any given week. And there's really just no way that a defense, that any defense is going to be able to stack up against every single thing that this offense can do. It's just a matter of, and that's what Bruce was talking about, you know, talking about the going for why they just didn't do it enough. They couldn't do it enough. Uh, partially because of injury, partially because of, you know, guys getting up to speed. I mean, you look at Scotty Miller, you know, Scotty Miller starts off the year uh, injured during most of training camp. You know, a lot of people were excited about him entering training camp. And in the early parts of training camp, they got injured. Uh, when I was in Florida myself, I was going down there hoping to come out as excited as everybody else was. But the only thing I saw Scotty do was uh, hang out, pick the, pick the brains of players and coaches, and then catch balls off the jug machine, jug machine, which is great. You know, um, I came out of it really happy about his work ethic. You know, I mean, he wasn't just staying on the sideline. You know, uh, you know, interacting with fans where he was paying attention to what was going on in the field and learning mentally. But you know, you got to get on the field. And by the time he gets on the field consistently and able to practice consistently and healthy, uh, he starts to do well. I mean, we saw Scotty starting to kind of come into his own, and then boom, hamstring injury. He's out. Mike goes out. Chris goes out. You know, 
Uh, it just it just wasn't the year for them to really be able to go in, you know, to the entire uh, arsenal of the weapons that they had on that roster. So hopefully this year, Scotty coming back, Chris Godwin coming back, Mike Evans coming back, Tyler Johnson out of that mix. Justin Watson is one more year smarter. You know, we'll see if uh, any of these undrafted guys that people are excited about can make any noise. But yeah, I mean, BA is completely right. If they can find four or five receivers that can legitimately match up against NFL defensive backs week in and week out, there is nothing including the New Orleans Saints, that any defense in this division or in this league can do to really stop them. They're just stop themselves. And as they've been talking about, we've been talking about, once Bucks stop beating Bucks, uh, they should be they should be able to do some pretty good things. All right. Well, David, I think that is going to do it for this episode. We ran a little bit long, uh, so best to kind of wrap it up and get out of here. Look, starting next week, we are going to be down to three episodes a week until probably the start of training camp. We have some really fun episodes coming up for you next week. We have a couple of ideas that have been sent in by you all, the listeners, that we have you know, locked and ready to go to, to record sometime here in the next couple of weeks. So, again, if there's a topic you want us to cover, if there's some questions that you have, you can send those to us, of course, by giving us a call at 813-444-5841. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.